people, welcome back to the 2030 podcast. Season three premiere. Season, season three, baby. Oh my season goodness, three, man. Oh, good. Keeping well, hope you've been staying safe. My brother, how are you? In three seasons, I am doing well, Maze. It's being done under very special circumstances, man. Are you are you as excited as I am? Are you feeling this energy, this vibe, man? I'm feeling really gonna hey, watch it. Nikona psych mbaya mbaya. I know we're doing this virtually, but I'm more excited about season three than our first two seasons. I don't know why, but I really, really feel our listeners are gonna get value real real not that they haven't gotten in the first uh-huh, two, uh-huh. but it's gonna go a notch higher this season. All right, so i'm really really excited about exactly that. the truth i'm telling you this season is all about helping you the listener move forward in these times i mean it's been a crazy season for or pretty much all of us it's been quite quite the time for our country for the world at large but it's been a crazy year i know a crazy year man but here at the 2030 podcast i tell you we're here to try and help you move forward whether that being in employment in business in 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 whatever the case may be we're trying to help you move forward um showing you skills and recommendations a, a bunch yeah. of stuff that we're set to um to show you in this season and i hope and i hope and i hope that it's going to help you move forward i hope that it will make significant impact in your life and we're so yeah. grateful for all the guests that are joining us this season i tell you yeah and we're doing it remotely maze 2020 is a year of doing stuff virtually I know, yeah, just, <laughs> the last time i sat down with you josh i think was like last year or early this year it's here too it's here too but it feels like last year it feels like last year so we've got great guests lined up who have all yeah. been joining us virtually of course uh following all government directives and regulations yep it's good stuff. It's really, really good stuff. And we want to kick off the first episode yeah. with a very interesting topic. An interesting conversation. So I'm sure yeah. that for anybody who's been online um, watching the news, you've been familiar with what has been happening in the creative space. So um, just to give you context for those who may not know, a couple of weeks ago, um, at Cafe launched a uh, competition. So they launched this competition um, where you design them the takeaway cups and and initially the uh, the reward that was going to be given was um, what they call exposure. So you'll get your stuff mm-hmm. printed and it will be all over the different branches. And so mm-hmm. this caused quite the uproar all over social media. Um, it was trending um, um, that particular day and. To, a, to an extent to which that um, it, it got to a place now that Art Cafe actually went, um, revised the rules and gave a cash reward in place of um, uh, what they had on top of what they had actually initially. Um, <laughs> and so it was um, just a disclaimer. First of all, this 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 conversation is not um, focused on Art Cafe as such. This is just yes, basically yes. has it, it, that, that's just basically a case study of what has actually been happening before because that's not the first yeah. time such a thing has happened but for whatever reason this blew up and so we're trying to answer the question one yeah. why did it blow up so much in the, like uh, right now why is it that this particular scenario was such a big deal to the mm-hmm. creators and at the end of the conversation what you are trying to establish is is there actual value in exposure in one exposure. exposure so we've had different scenarios of of, of of interns and 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 creatives in different spaces basically um being involved in such competitions and the question you're trying to answer is there actual worth or value in working for exposure exposure in this episode yeah very decisive views like it was it, it elicited so much reaction and uh, as young people we felt like uh, and uh, being that this podcast is focusing on the young people we wanted to add our voice to that narrative we were able to gather a few creatives uh, within our industry 
who are kind enough to talk to us uh, yeah. on their thoughts in regards yeah. to this particular topic. Yeah. And so I'm sure it's an episode and uh, that we will all get to learn a thing or two. Personally, I learned a lot yeah. <laughs> from the creatives. Uh, I was a stranger in that particular episode. I was the, like the lone ranger who's yeah. not in the creatives field, but I got to learn a lot. So hopefully... Yeah. As young people, as listeners, they also get to borrow a lot from that. Yeah. Uh, just to see, does exposure really, really pay? You know, the interesting to thing speak. is, you are you you may feel like an outsider in this, but there are very many outsiders. That's the thing. Yeah, there are very many outsiders who are looking at this, and some are like, "This doesn't make sense. Why is it such a big deal?" Others, like mm-hmm. the creatives in it, are those who are actually seeing how big of a deal it is. It seems like yeah. the people outside were either really for them or really um, against it, but not really understanding why this was so important. And that's what we yeah. felt like it was important to hear it from the horse's mouth actually yes. gather creatives and hear what they have to say. And so today, yeah. we're basically joined by four creatives and uh, the fifth is myself. So I'm a graphic designer. I've been doing this for about nine years now. Um, mm-hmm. But we're joined here with Loitemu, Loitemu aka Boni, who's also a graphic designer. He's been doing it for 15 years. Um, we're joined also by Faris Miner. He is a filmmaker, a videographer. Um, he does a lot of corporate gigs a lot of events and all that. He's been doing it also for a significant amount of years, I believe about eight to nine years. He'll clarify for us. Um, Davy has, yeah. uh, we have Davy Mosh here, uh, AKA So Fresh. Davy is a music producer, superstar, super music producer. He's been at it. Let me tell you, on the keys, I've, I've been around this guy on the keys. This guy is like nobody else. And he's been at it since 2008. So he has quite um, some years in. And we have last but not least Tony Jin, a photographer who's been at it for seven years. He's worked with the Standard Group and, yeah. and he's also adding his voice to this conversation. And so <clears throat> all these creatives have um have had have been impacted by this season of COVID. And all these creatives have their um have a voice and have something to say concerning this conversation and so we put them together and we just want to hear what do they think about what has been happening so gentlemen this year has been a crazy year it's either been extremely good or extremely bad for the most part um rarely has anybody in this season fallen in the middle and for creatives this has indeed been quite a unique year for for us um we are not an we've not been an exception to that rule and so my question would be first of all how has this season been for you how has it impacted your business and how have you adapted to it if you have adapted or how are you adapting to it for me, um, I've been handling this. I'm a producer, so I I <laughs> meet with guys. My job entails me meeting a client. Mm-hmm. So what I've been doing, um, I have a set of equipments back at home. So that's what I I move around with. So if a client pays enough, that mm-hmm. mean I mean enough. By enough, I mean. Um, plus transportation and the charge on top. So I'll, I'll just go to where they are and then handle the work from there. And and when it comes to, let's say, financially speaking, has it impacted your line of work? Because, okay, for many of the guys here, we do um, these events and the likes, but for you, your, yours is a bit different. In fact, what we found is this, uh, um, the government actually was funding musicians. So did that work out for you? Your person, if you <laughs> I think over four billion four billion is 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 missing. It's not account it cannot be accounted for. Wow. So four billion of, of our money you, you can you can imagine. But uh in terms of <laughs> in terms of uh finance finances, <clears throat> I mean COVID has taken <laughs> a toll on us because uh like if I used to make, let's say, a hundred Gs per month, right now it's down to like thirty or something. Because yeah. 
waseni kiasi wan kiasi sana like wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, that's one. Um Faris tell us I mean Faris now for you I know that you are a videographer as you mentioned and you mentioned that you do a lot of corporate gigs, you do events and the like. So how has that been for you? Yeah, so for me for some reason I think I I I, I vividly remember this thing was announced on 10th of March. And I remember because I was expecting two down payments on that day um, for upcoming events. We had uh, negotiated with clients. We had uh, I sent my quotations and they were like, yeah, let's, we're going to book you. We're going to send you some money. So, but when it hit, uh, one client decided to hold on to that deposit. And uh, for the other one, I advise them not to give me the money as yet because uh, the last thing I like doing is uh, taking the money, using the money, and then when it comes to funding the event, I won't be able to. But what followed afterwards, really, it was tough. It was tough um, because I remember March, April, I was in the house all day, every day. Uh, first of all, I had to move from my office because I could no longer raise the rent and uh, it was quite expensive. And my landlady was like, you know what? I just want my money. So that's the first effect that um, uh, came across. And I also had to take my some of my equipment home, like my editing suit so that I can work from home. Um, but all in all, financially, definitely I took a hit. But for some reason, um, I, 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 I'm happy because there's some jobs I had done and cl- I clients owed me. So that's how I was able to survive that period because there's no work that came in, like literally no for two or three months. But I uh, had done some quite some good jobs that uh, clients uh, ended up paying. Again, it was an issue because at some point, if you remember well, the government had told its parastatals and ministries to stop paying, only to do the essential payments, which meant salaries. Salary. I had done two jobs for two very big parastatals in Kenya, and that was a very anxious time for us before they decided to pay us. Uh, but you know what? Uh, thank God they did at the end of it all. But yeah, it's it's been it's been a moment that uh, has had had me really anxious, but somehow we are coming it. I mm-hmm. I can't say that I wasn't affected, but for some reason we're coming out on the other side. Yeah. Awesome, awesome man. Awesome. All right. Nathan will tell us. How's it been for you? Uh hey, hey, I don't even know where to start. So um I started freelancing basically in 2016 or 2016. Uh, yeah, so I was getting some kiasi kiasi jobs, uh, learning a few things from other clients. 2017, I, I, I saw that uh, now since I know a lot, let me join up with a few people and then we do our thing. Uh, we did our thing. It actually got very good at some point, then it got bad. And then luckily I got a lot of clients during that time who we actually never met so they liked me because of my work, not because of me. Um, so up for 2018 to 2019, I literally just started moving around, doing a lot of tourism gigs, a lot of events gigs. And uh, at some point, they were really good. So they decided to put me on retainers until COVID happened. On February, I remember it was like 13th or 14th up you get a call from a guy is like, hey, dude, um, I don't think we'll be needing your services anymore until uh, further notice. That's how you know that was it, because now those are the people you're depending on. You're basically on a part-time like, salary, and a peer open your salary. You understand? But yeah, so... Uh, hey man, she went down when I had to leave where I was working before. I had to move from where I was living before. Like, hey, it was just a tough month. It was like a week or two weeks. But on the on the third on the third week to the fourth week, something interesting started happening. During that time, I didn't have any clients. I believe in creating every day because the more you create, the the more creative you become, one way or another. 
So I kept doing this random uh, arts. They're not really prints, but basically digital art. Uh, like, like, uh, like. Um, I'll send, I'll send my link. You check it out. And it was just joking uh, me actually. And then I started getting clients from abroad. Which was very odd because I had not even expected getting any of them. And uh, yeah, so COVID, it, it, I think it came intentionally to show me that. Dude, you're beyond what you think you are. You understand? So I kind of see it as a positive and also as a negative in the terms of I'll miss my tourism and events clients because I never used to get for tickets or even pay for these tour gigs or anything. But yeah, so God had to take control by force and make the whole world stop once for you to realize you are nothing. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I'm kind of grateful it kind of happened because now I wouldn't have met these other clients. I wouldn't have understood that I have another call, if you can call that. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. All right. And like, it's interesting just before, before, before we get to Tony's bit, um, there's something you mentioned personally for me as, 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 as a designer on that note, I remember when this all this this thing began um thankfully i did have i had a retainer that was ongoing and um it really helped even through that particular season however now events started being cancelled a lot of the work that i do also um is based on events but one particular thing that was very interesting for me was that normally when things happen in kenya that maybe may slow down business for example post-election violence and just whatever thing may happen in kenya you know at least like for me personally I have jobs from guys um abroad quite a few jobs from abroad but this in this time it is one of those seasons where everything everywhere has stopped including abroad and in fact the clients that i was working for it was hitting them even worse than it was hitting here because it hit them first before it came here and so it is a very interesting time because as as Leutemu has said it's like god just stopped everything and it's like it just shook things up completely and it it, it, it had to make us think it had as creatives as, as consultants as, as self-employed people with with some of us with families some of us just even if it's just ourselves to take care of or parents to take care of it really shook things up so much that you have to think now like where do I apply myself the question in fact one of the hardest things to do and I'm sure Leotemu can 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 attest to this so in creative all of you I'm sure can attest to this is waking up and not knowing what you're going to do that day it's a, it's 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 not fun at all especially as a as a creative yami you're used to your mind just is usually active with ideas and stuff it's so hard for you to now wake up and be like Masi, what do I do like what am I doing today? And so for Bonnie, I can understand for, for you to now to get to the place now you're actually trying to to continue being creative even if nobody is demanding is something quite interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just keep creating, man. Never stop. It's, yeah. It's not, yeah. It's not like it's a, you're forced to design because if you're forced to design, you shouldn't design at all. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That's true. That's now. Yeah. <laughs> now another industry, majority more. One of the one of the people, the people that I really felt for the most personally were photographers. And the reason being is there's a season in time, if you remember, where there were so many photographers who are coming up, so many. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was a time when, um, there's a time DJs were called Wengi. DJs were so many. Everybody was <laughs> up as a DJ. Was a, Everybody was a DJ or new yeah. DJ. Or... Yeah, then that wave came, those who stuck with it, stuck with it, and others left. Then photography yeah. came in. All of a sudden, everybody became a photographer. That... And, the and, <laughs> and the market seemed very saturated, and you don't know who's very, who's not. And so those who are good stayed on, continued to up with the jobs. But now, today, I mean, in this season, photography was so hard hit. And Tony, tell me, how has that experience been for you? How, how did it impact you personally? This is COVID. It was like this year, I think I haven't yet had any photography gig. Wow. Wow. So my last gig was in December. Wow. And uh that actually wasn't in photography. It was when I was working in KTN. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So really uh, when it it hit me badly in January, I decided to start my own business. Uh-huh. I opened a snack shop 
for selling bajia chips mm-hmm. which uh which i did for i think around six weeks and then it failed mm-hmm. and then i decided to do uh chick supply for chicks mm-hmm. so for me personally photographic gig hasn't brought me any income so apart from clients asking me to send them uh, portfolios and then all of a sudden they are saying we are for providers and that gig was taken by a certain company for me it, it was been very it has been very frustrating sir mm-hmm. so as is ema photography but yeah pesa size so so basically for you you feel that um one of the things that you adapted to was actually starting now like a side hustle that was totally different from diversifying yeah just diversifying yeah. from what you do that that side hustle is the one which is uh even shikilia because as we speak right now i i am doing voluntary work for my church of which they are not paying me but they are giving me uh uh ile pesa kunishikilia ni tuseme retainer ish yeah that's like a retainer nile to appreciation appreciation actually that's the word so at least uh during that week i have something to to sustain me and then plus now the business that uh we i'm doing at the moment First and foremost uh, you people are experienced I think Monya mesema kuna the least number of years you know where Josh ama ni tuni about 7 yeah, yeah. in a specific yeah, practice hold up one minute uh, yes how legend. was ex- you haven't talked about your experience so Who's ah for me <laughs> okay i don't know okay me i'm a journalist so i don't know that we we are not okay we are creatives to some extent journalism is it's a bridge bit it's it's a mixture of art and science at the same time so for us it's not been that bad uh, thankfully uh, slow especially manzo manzo when the pandemic hit uh, business was really 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 slow uh, advertisements were pulling off air many of them because as you know media is sustained by advertisements commercial advertisements but uh, over the last like one and a half two months or so ads have steadily streamed back into media houses so so far so good the, maybe the biggest impact for us journalists and when the organization which i work for standard group is uh, we all received pay cuts <clears throat> 25% pay cuts for all of us just to try and keep us afloat um the ceo our ceo has been very very categorical he's really tried his best to make sure people don't go home uh and he's really tried but either way uh any staff was on contract once your contract expires uh you had to go home uh we stopped uh introducing interns so there's there's been no interns in the newsroom i think for the last five or so months so it's been not so good but probably not as hard as as it has been for creatives like yourselves and that's why perhaps maybe you guys will tell me that's why perhaps uh, there was a lot of outrage and uh, outpouring of emotion and bile and whatever when uh, this particular restaurant came up with an advert which for me maybe you guys will correct me at first from an outsider's point of view i felt you know what this is a good thing so there's a competition a company comes up with a competition for a design the winning design gets exposure their art is displayed across uh, various branches of this particular restaurant so i don't know uh, i want to get your opinion on what first of all you guys thought about this particular competition that the reward was exposure as opposed to what many felt should have been a cash reward or something <laughs> I saw no problem with it just for the record I saw no problem with it I'm, I'm going to be one of those guys from the beginning who are going to be supporting Art Cafe uh, also for the record yeah. so I think me and Timo on this one are kind of on one side mm-hmm. and I'll give I'll give my reasons really um I've been doing this a while 8 years now and what I know is there's something called spec work where we are, when we are all starting not not everyone has a portfolio okay so uh where do you get the portfolio no one is going to trust you without prior work done no one is going to give you work without prior work done so sometimes that's why we volunteer and um, work for free or we butter 
and my my biggest problem with the with the the whole debate is i didn't understand why established creatives established designers really had an issue with it yet um there are people who are going to apply for it yeah and and let me tell you i'd rather you let me you see that coffee that coffee is a form of payment whether you like it or not in school we learned about butter trade okay i've buttered my services over the years i still do even now because and i was thinking about it um if 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 art cafe or someone like java give me coffee for a year i take my clients out for coffee so that that's money i would be using to buy them coffee but in a way mm-hmm. i have that uh like an open tab for a year okay so if you look at it in a way it's payment so i i feel like it wasn't for everyone it wasn't meant for your established artist your josh and the rest but it was meant for people who feel that you know what this is something i can put in my portfolio and the good thing about spec work and free work is it, it it's not labeled it doesn't label that i did this artwork for free the same artwork you'll go and charge another client a thousand dollars two thousand dollars or whatever dollars you want because mm-hmm. uh it's good and it's a reputable company that is art cafe so that's that's my take really and i didn't mm-hmm. see any problem with it is there anybody who holds a different opinion is there anybody who feels uh, they should have been paid yes josh david let me ask you uh, this is mm-hmm. this is covid season These guys who set yeah. up this competition know that this is a covid season. They know what we are mm-hmm. going through. Yet they are offering us coffee for free. Ona just is not a kakula. What do you think about that? Oh well, the idea behind it is not bad, but then the the reward for it is what is questionable because now given that we are going through covid, we are all going and i'm assuming the art cafe is able to pay but they they came to that point so i i i don't, I don't agree um with them giving guys exposure as 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 part of payment mm-hmm. or the reward after you've done a good job for the for their logo mind you that thing they're going to use it for the rest of their lives that's it like in music if i write a song for someone let's say for example diamond that that is not that's a superstar i don't expect him to tell, to 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 give me coffee for the rest of the year because i wrote for him a hit song no i expect him to give me something that i will i i would appreciate like i'll be like yes i wrote for diamond and i didn't just write for him I got something from him not just coffee you know I think the sorry sorry to cut you short but let me ask you in this case isn't is, are you in a way I think you should be the one paying diamond because diamond is already a superstar so in a way he's the one who's going to make you popular and I'll take you back to these other de- de- debate that we had the other day where there was this girl called Aziad and uh, I think is it Femi one so people mm-hmm. are like who made the other is it Femi one who made uh, Aziad famous or is it as they had one famous you see so because people are saying people are saying Femi one should pay aziad but people are, for example i watched that song because of aziad but there are people who are saying they, they never knew aziad before the song <laughs> i knew aziad uh, so i don't think i don't think that's <laughs> the best explanation for this for this let um, me tell you let me tell you Okay, you know this at cafes uh, um, competition was meant to be for everyone, not just the exactly. judges or the best exactly. of the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you imagine where at cafe is. At cafe in Akonga places where people can actually afford to go buy those drinks for themselves every day. True. Those locations that they are in, the mode of payment. You just think about a guy who lives in there, going to town every day to just have coffee. <laughs> As in that logic, and the guys that the guys that. who have it eaten the the kids who have school fees to pay which is online which even him mwenye elewi as in they need to be realistic in the sense of atafuta batum say exposure uh will connect you with other projects from us and they will pay you uh, but as long as you're doing this particular thing uh, let's say you had like a print job or something like that they'll print it for you 
But the design's fine, exposure, it's okay, me, I don't mind that. But one way or another, I have to feel like it was, as this guy said, butter trade. You give something for something that is equal or not equal, or not the, but not the same material, but it's equal in terms of worth. You understand? Mm-hmm. This coffee is literally, Nika Wachkahawa, Sinika is 200 for like a double cappuccino or uh, like 130. Now imagine that for a whole year. That, honestly, even you, you get more. So, so, okay, let me, let me get this right. No, no, listen, listen. Uh Think about it like this. What, what if at cafe, by chance, uh, you know the way it is, decides to close every, uh, Every one, every one of the establishments. Like, literally, there's no meeting at all, at all, at all. Now, that guy, whoever has gone to design, has gone again into being stranded. Like, he hasn't seen the worth in doing that work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, exposure is fine. Like, it may have no issue. It, but as long as I'm getting something from you in terms of maybe knowledge or... Mm-hmm. Uh, physical money as in some that will help me feel as if make as it were worth it. Do you understand? Okay. Uh, so, what, so let me try. Let, let me try understand something. Let me just ask a question. Let me just ask a, a question here, guys. Let, I'm sorry for interjecting because so so many things are coming up for me. For you guys as creatives, was the issue the fact that this campaign? came from a reputable restaurant like Art Cafe, who many believe can have the means to pay these guys? Or was it the fact that the timing, it came in a year in which there's COVID and guys are losing jobs, and therefore they should be able to pay this? What, had, it, had this campaign been run by an, an, an restaurant that is not so known? I'm looking for graphic designers, and I want to pay them to export. Would it have received the same backlash? What is the issue? Is it that no, Art Cafe is such a big name to offer exposure as payment, or the timing of that competition came at a wrong time in a year in which people are struggling economically? I don't think there's anything uh, wrong with the timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, um, just the brand itself, uh, it's like, um, let me use another brand to paint the picture, well, like Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, no one ever complains about Coca-Cola at all. Like, they pay well. Um, any of their jobs, any of their jobs, whatever, you mention it, no one ever complains, unless there's, like, there's some, uh, what do you call this, like a broker involved or something. Those are the people that complain, but whoever gets it direct from them, mm-hmm. there's never a complaint. You, you see, like, and so I would equate that to Adafi. I don't expect them to pay people with exposure, just exposure. The coffee that, that they were going to give you every day for the whole year, they convert that into a wholesome amount and give it to the past. Mm. You get? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's so that's about it. timing because I've, I've, I've seen, I've seen <laughs> of competition, I've seen big brands, like I know, that's for instance, I've, I've seen of big brands, like I know, for instance, there have been companies that have engaged guys in like writing essay competitions or drawing competitions or photography competitions in which the winner gets their work either published or something like that. And all this happened in previous years, but I've never actually ever seen people react the way they did with this art, art cafe. For me, I felt probably the backlash is because it's coming in a time where if the economy is really tough on everyone, why not then compensate them? Because honestly, in my heart of hearts, I feel if Art Cafe had done this thing like last year or 2018, it probably wouldn't have gotten as much backlash as it did this year, simply because of the fact that we're in the middle of a pandemic. When photographers are doing those exposures, as Timo is saying, and they put prints and uh, whatever it's going to be put on, the name is put down there. Yeah. At Cafe is Cups. Imagine you as a designer, your name there. Would you complain? But that was not part of the agreement according to the, the, uh, the job title was. You weren't told to put your name. It was just a design. And then you, as your name, will be, to- will be talked about once. 
which will come and vanish like any other trendsetter in Kenya. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so think about it that way. All right. Well, let me uh, yeah. no credit. David brought up something that I want to ask. Now I remember we're trying to establish the value of, of, of exposure in general, and especially in this time. Now, if Coke, for example, puts out the same competition, not at Caffeine, not Coca, big brand, Coca-Cola Kenya says, we're putting out a competition for photographers and, photograph, whoever, yeah. and whoever has the best photo of, of our bottles in a particular scenario. Um, we have that photo on every that Coke photo. bottle. Yeah, uh, in fact, yes, let's on the Coke on every Coke bottle in circulation. A couple of Coke billboards around. Would you... And you have taken it. I th- uh, if it was me, I would have done it because I know the amount of exposure I'd get from them. Mm-hmm. I just make sure I get my name, whatever, put out there that it's me that I did that work. If it was up to me, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd make sure uh, it's written on paper, it's on paper, and uh, everything is set. If they breach, I also win. If they go by it, I also win. Like. We just secure the whole thing. Just just don't go all in stupid. What you're not getting clear is this. You don't set the terms for them. You, <laughs> they already come with the terms. They never gave us the opportunity to set the terms for them. They told us this is how it is and this is how it will be. So you can't now go ahead and tell them that I'll, I'll make sure that my name now. So let's bring it now in a, in a videography perspective. Same example. Cook now has, at where you're at right now in this particular season, they want an ad shot. They want you to create an advert and the best advert, best 30 minute advert wins. And they, they get an opportunity to, to work with Coke and they give them free Coke for a year. Um, here in Kenya specifically. But no, your name is not mentioned or anything. Would you still, would you take it with those specific terms? Yes. Actually, let me tell you the reason I'll do it. Whether they ever mention me or not, mm-hmm. what, what, what matters is what I do with that video. Once, I'm done with Coke. Once they sign it off that I have equal copyright as they do, I can go um, market myself with it. It's what I do with the video after I leave Coke that matters. Mm -hmm. Okay? Um, I'm I'm hearing, first of all, I think one thing we forgot to mention that at Cafe was giving, other than coffee, is they they had offered to print, uh, to sell prints, because at Cafe has some sort of a gallery. That they had opted to give this the person who would win some space and their prints would be on display and the proceeds would go to the artist. That was also part of the deal. But my point is, if was if, this if, was this part after because there was a revised part after the yeah, backlash, was, was this only, initially there? It was there initially. The only thing that came after is now the the, the gallery deal and the money. Okay, but that was there even before. If you can check that. Um, that that poster but my point is this if if coke came to me today and told me faris we are looking to make a 30 second video and uh once this is done uh you go your way of course they, there has to be something for me uh definitely i don't believe they can just say we'll take your video we'll, we'll never give you credit but anything. what if they do what if they, if say they that? do i'll still take it and what matters is whom do i approach next who has a who has a budget similar or slightly smaller than coke the name Coke itself, it's like right now, Timo, trust me, there are people who will give you gigs, outside gigs, just because you mentioned standard media. Mm-hmm. Just that. Whether you're bad at your work, at work, whether you're the worst in your, in your of course you're not. <laughs> Even if you're not really good, trust me, once you have that badge, it will take you places. Because your client or your, your employer has gone ahead of you and made things like really good. I mean, they've branded themselves, they have, a made, they have made a name for themselves. So this person will be like, if Timo can be employed by KTN, definitely it will be a pleasure for him to do whatever he'll do for me. So guys, let's let's flip the coin and see what will Coke benefit me. Coke doesn't need me. I need Coke. That's all I'd say. Uh-huh. Interesting, interesting. Let me ask these guys, because uh, the, the underlying thing here is even before a, a, a few, I, I don't know if it was early this year or late last year, there had been that debate of uh, pay interns. I don't know if you guys remember that hashtag pay yeah, interns sure. KE or something like that. This yeah. is just a manifestation of that rallying call that had been there earlier. And the underlying thing is this. Uh, are employers or are companies or are organizations exploiting people for their talent 
without giving them an equivalent remuneration. And that's what came out very clearly during this Art Cafe saga. Uh, I think Faris, or it was debut earlier on, said, or said something that alluded to the fact that maybe if you are young in the industry, you're starting up, you want to build your portfolio, then fine, yes, take this deal. Uh, if you're older, I don't know how it, it could be, because what, is there a point in anybody's career that you'd say you are too big of a brand or big of a deal to work for exposure? Or does it just apply to those people who are starting or want to build that portfolio? <laughs> Because if somebody like uh, like Boni, who's do, been doing graphic designs for decades and decades, says, I would take up this deal, where the, then does this leave maybe somebody who wants to start? I, I'd, I'd like to, let me say something about that. As long as the client approaching you is bigger than you, okay. no matter how big you are in your industry, I, may be the, I might be the best photographer or videographer in Kenya, but once Coke comes calling, I'll answer because they, they, they've penetrated markets that I'd love to penetrate, okay? <laughs> so I, I don't think, we all know our values and no one is, the other thing is these deals are take it or leave it, like willing buyer, willing seller. Yeah, they never say we won't experience these uh, years. So everyone, we all know our values and if, if you feel like um, you're, you're too much valuable to be doing spec work or free work, Power to you. No one is going to bash you. But in the same way, don't be going and saying that um, people... For, for, I'll give you an example. There's a page on Facebook called, I think, Brides on a, Brides on a Budget something. Yeah. If a bride comes there and asks for a quote, I'm looking for a videographer or a photographer. Trust me, if Faris starts and says, I'll charge you 30K, the last quote will be like 5K. 500 comments later. Because like we're all trying to cut each other. Yeah. The lowest it's like a yes, and that way, uh, that's why I never even comment there because I don't feel like it is worth my time. But there are people who get jobs there, okay. so it's willing buyer, willing seller. Mm -hmm. So, what yeah. I'm getting from you, Faris, is uh, take the deal if the one offering it is a bigger brand than yourself. But yeah, I absolutely, have, I have a question isn't anybody who pays your to writes a check for you bigger than you to a certain extent? Isn't somebody who, who pays your retainer on a monthly basis somewhat bigger than you, the ones paying you? They are there. In fact, let me tell you, the reason why I take such jobs is because I have other gigs that I depend on. Yeah? This, is, this isn't going to be, it's not like this where I'm expecting my rent to come from. That's another thing. Before you take such a deal, be sure that you have something to fall back to, okay? okay. This, this, this could be what we call a passion project, uh, something that you've always, for example, right now, if I approached Coca-Cola and wanted to make a video for them, they'll tell me, we're not looking for a video at the moment. You see, so maybe this is an opportunity I've been waiting for. So I have clients who are way bigger than me who pay me, and chances are, if, if, I, if Coke love my work, next time they come, they won't bring me the same deal. That, that's just getting uh, an in. Yeah. Once I am, I'm on the inside, I can now start making my moves. I can know who, what agencies do, does, does Cork use, for example. Who does videography for Cork? What other ideas can I introduce to them? Mm -hmm. I may have done the first one for free, but trust me, if you're smart, you're going to earn a lot when you're on the inside. You just have to earn their trust first. Mm -hmm. So the exposure is not bad. It's what do you do yeah. with that exposure afterwards? Thing. Let me tell you, we... And it's a thing that our schools never taught us. We, were, we weren't taught how to sell. This is one of the biggest failures we have, especially among creatives. We don't, most of us are really uh, talented, but we don't know how to sell. Once Coke gives you that video, you have equal copyright. Where do you go with it? Go to Pepsi, go to wherever, go to even Tasca or EABL, go to anyone and tell them, I did this for Coke and I can do it for you as well. So once you leave Coke, whatever you do with that video is up to you. And that's all it can, it can be a DV. If right now Diamond came to you and told you, I want a free track from you, if I were you, I'd do that track and then take that yeah, track. Whether Diamond, whether Diamond gives me credits or not, I'll take that track and sell it now to the other guys. I'll be like, yo, Nini Munafkiria, like if, if Diamond has, 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 has yeah. used my work, who are you guys? Mm. Yeah, that's the thing. That, that's, my, that's my thinking.
Thank you very much for listening to this particular episode of the 2030 podcast. We do hope that you are enjoying this discussion. It's continuing shortly. But before we come back, here's a snippet of what to expect next week on the 2030 podcast. We want to talk about the top 10 books yeah. that you should read. It's arguably the world's best memoir in terms of sales. Wow. I think if, if my numbers serve me right, uh, it sold about 725,000 copies wow. on the first day it was released, what? I think in November first 2018. Day. day one, that book sold 725,000 copies. Mm-hmm. And by March of 2019, which mm-hmm. is early last year, it had already sold 10 million copies. Avengers. Yeah, it's I'm telling you that Avengers. book broke records. Nice, if you don't nice. know, that book broke records. It's wow. the world's best memoir in terms wow. of numbers. We're back to today's episode. You know, uh, for somebody as established as you, Dave, you'd know you are worth. For somebody who's immediately off campus, who may graduate last year, early this year, opportunity may kuja evi, they might not be able to. They might not be able to know their award. They would go for anything and probably at a 100% of the rights would go to Diamond without getting a penny. So my question is, for somebody who might listen to this, especially these young folk immediately from campus, and we've all been through that journey, the Unans are just sourcing for your first client, your first gig, no, no, your check. How, what can you guys advise, being in the industry for all these years that you have been, for any young person starting on distinguishing between knowing where I'm actually going to benefit from this exposure and where I'm actually now being just exploited? Because it's, for young people, it might be hard to distinguish. What advice would you give such young people? Um, what I'd say is, um, for for any upcoming artist is that um, people have goals, yeah? You want to achieve something at the end of the day in the long run. So if whatever those guys are offering, whatever those guys are offering is not in line with what your goals are, I think it's not worth it. Just change anything that goes in line with anything that contributes to your overall career take it i mean it's the small things that matter i mean i didn't where i am right now i wasn't here five years back you can ask josh and faris us guys used to work in touch for free i mean we wake up like at six and i mean four in the morning just to leave church at nine ten times even three a.m we don't get anything, just working. I mean, it's we had the passion and it was in line with what we we wanted to do in life. So yeah, all, right. it, all in all, it was experience. I, I, there are no schools here in Kenya, so that was the best uh, learning experience for us. So, usually that experience meaning practice and practice what? makes perfect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly, I think um, now, in my personal opinion, value is is now it's you who sets the value that you have for your own work. One of the things about, one of the toughest thing for somebody in the creative industry is to, to set your value, basically. And your value will, will be based on very many things, based on your experience, based on the kind of people you've worked with, based on very many factors um, bring about your value. Some people have invested way more into into their into their career than others. Others have invested a lot of equipment. Others have invested in education and, and the likes. And so the value that will apply will, will be different for different people. And that's totally entirely up to you. At the end of the day, you need to understand who is gaining more than the other. And let us come out clearly in this conversation. Who's actually gaining? Because if I were to ask, um, if I were to ask people, uh, somebody else, let's say Bonnie or, or, or Bonnie or somebody else who has a lot of experience, um, Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo wants um, a new logo designed for him and he's going to, it's just going to, he's going to post you for free. He's going to post you for free. At the end of the day, 
you're the one who's gaining more than that. Many people will jump on it because you're the one who's gaining that. Because I prefer the picture, because, dude, it's Ronaldo. <laughs> you see, yeah. I mean, so that value, you see, for you now, Ronaldo is a big deal. For others at Cafe, maybe is a big deal, but may not be that big of a deal to them, you see. And that value is totally dependent on you. For others, by the way, an, an intern or somebody who's just come out of school at Cafe is as big as Ronaldo is to you, you see. And so it's totally dependent, again, in my opinion, Opinion on where you're at in life and and just basically what your value is to you. It's something that uh, I feel that um, when that cafe brought out that competition, I yeah, I already saw it when they already put out their and they put out the cash prize. And I was thinking to myself that if I was the Josh who had just started out in design, I would have actually tried it out simply because I think that if I got if I actually won that prize, I don't have, you know, you see when you're starting, you don't have very many jobs. That's the reality. And for many in this COVID season, maybe you don't have very many jobs. And it's an opportunity to not only gain experience through practice, but also add something to the portfolio should it actually be chosen. So if they never even mention you or never write your name, for you to actually approach another client, as Faris had mentioned earlier, for you to actually approach another client and and bring that cup and say, you know what, I'm the one who actually designed this, it's it's something that can really add to your value and your work. And don't mix in with the hype so much just because it's trending. Because what 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 this what I didn't like was because I saw guys who are actually putting out their work in that competition and a designer would would somebody else underneath would comment and be like, you see, you're the problem. You're the one who's actually you're the problem, you're causing these guys to take advantage of us. But at the end of the day, the value for that guy cannot be compared to this other person. There are some jobs that will come to me that may not pay as much, but if I look at who the client actually is and the opportunity that they'll bring and what they are, how they add to my portfolio, I actually take it based on that. And I think that as you go along, as you do your practice, as you gain experience, as you engage with very many people, you'll be able to distinguish between those um, genuine opportunities that will come your way, between those who are actually just taking advantage of you and those that will actually lead to something really um, really beneficial to you in the future. But all these things a lot of times will come by experience. And so do your best, especially to those who are starting, do your best to gain that experience. Practice, practice, practice. This COVID season, as we've been told here, is a wonderful time to put in the practice. Don't wait for the work to come for you to do the practice. I truly believe I truly believe that work comes to those who are working. So if you are keeping yourself busy with your craft in any way and adding value to yourself in any way, I truly, truly believe that work comes to working hands because you can't attract what you don't have. And so, yeah, thanks so much. I just want to thank you guys so much for taking your time to stick with us in this conversation. Thanks, Loitemu. Thanks, Faris. Thanks, David. Thanks, Tony. I appreciate you guys so much. Um, we're so mm. grateful. What you're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna plug in all of your services in the in the description below. I'm gonna tell yes. you about where you can find these guys. These are all guys who are talented in that which they do. And so we're gonna give you the, all the information where you can find them, how you can see their work. We'll put it down for you. Check them out. Source them out if you if you you're pleased with what, with what they do. Give them that word. Refer them to someone else as well. Refer them yeah. to somebody else as well. Okay. Yeah. That's how I, as I said, Thank you, gentlemen. Asante Nisana. And some of them don't mind exposure. Just has to be evangelical. Like I've learned a lot in as much as, as I've been here for a while. Awesome. Which I'm very grateful. Awesome. That's, That's nice. nice. I have Thanks, I've been the biggest learner. Awesome. Mimi. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you, guys, back at home for listening to this podcast. We are grateful for your time. We are grateful for sticking it out with us. We hope that you learned something. If you feel that this inspired you in any way, make sure you share it with a friend, somebody, a creative who you know will need this. Make sure you share it with them. And let's get this word out there. Thanks again. Thanks again, my people. Have yourself a wonderful evening, a wonderful morning, a wonderful afternoon. Yeah, depending on when you're listening to this particular episode. Peace.